Hi, it's Rainy G. I'm going to try to get this on today. Once I get my computer back, I have been hit by a massive virus that attacks antivirus programs. I have more antiviral virus programs on my computer than anybody, I think, but this particular one decided to disable all of them. Um, coming probably through a social network or a link somewhere. I've also had my Facebook problems this week. Um, uh, a lot of people had problems, but they actually harvested all of my links that I put up there for people to learn from and act on, and uh, and then replaced everything after a day and a half or two days of, of um, making sure that they were looking like they were erased. So it's real interesting how we can make a difference, and we do make a difference with our voice and our, our uh, actions, and don't really realize it until we see something like this where they react and, uh, and are afraid or fearful of what we are doing to stop the runaway train of this crazy agenda. We have lots of things going on. Um, you all know Henry Waxman. He's a Democrat, of course. Um, he slipped in some stuff for holistic health people to be interested in. We're in the uh, financial, re financial reform bill. He put some language in there to to regulate and oversee and stop the use of many vitamin supplements that people use every day. Um, they want the government to be involved in your vitamins, of course, and and how many you take and where you get them from because... Again, we're all back, you know, you look at what's going on with all the things that they put into these bills that you, you're you concentrating on health care or you're concentrating on financial reform and they're slipping in everything they can slip in there to make sure that government has control. And that's what most of these bills are about. has nothing, the health care bill you know by now had nothing to do with health care whatsoever. Although, more than, more than 100,000 calls have been made to insurance companies, hospitals, and doctors by people asking for their free health care. Where they got the idea that health care was going to be free, I don't know, but those who will be on Medicaid, which is the only form of free health care there is, um, you have to wait four years before that gets enacted, number one, and then once Medicaid is out there for everybody who doesn't want to work or doesn't want to pay for insurance or doesn't want to use alternative health measures to stay well, um, you probably wait when you're sick for six months to a year before you see anyone, and when you do see them, they will, uh, if they accept you, if they accept Medicaid, which many doctors are not going to, um, they'll probably be much like the VA is, and they'll take a whole bunch of tests and then leave you sitting there. I, I, I am a veteran, and I have gone to the veterans, uh, the Gulf Coast Regional Veterans Outpatient Facility to get all the tests I could on what happened to me when I was in the service. Um, and then there's no diagnosis because they don't know how to diagnose. And um, so they just say, well, okay, we can... I don't know, maybe give you something so that even though your cholesterol is fine, it's two points up, so maybe we could give you something to lower that because they have, you know, access to drugs. <laughs> so those of you who are waiting for the free health care and Medicaid, um, you won't get the drugs that you want. You're going to get drugs that they think they need to push. So that's about all that's going to happen with, with your Medicaid doctors. Um, if that's, that's the kind of health care I guess you wanted. And... 
and still those on the the liberal left want single payer um, that comes through the government. Well, let me tell you how long the government takes for everything. We've had uh, somebody here who applied for Social Security Disability 11 months ago. They've had no income and no, no food stamps, no nothing for 11 months. And Social Security says, well, let's give it another 90 days. And then if that doesn't, you know, if you don't get anything in 90 days, then um, we'll reapply. <laughs> you start all over again. Uh, as a veteran, it's been 19 months since the application to the Veterans Administration for any kind of resolution on um, a medical factor that happened in 1969. And uh, in that 19 months, they have said, now you can appeal. But if you appeal, it'll take another 6 to 12 months. So, you know, you want all these things, you think. And, and out of the goodness or compassion of your heart, you think you are doing it. Um, I could have applied for these things 25, 35 years ago. I chose not to. I chose to be a working, responsible citizen of my country who didn't just work for money but worked for the opportunities that, that being an employed person gives you, um, for the freedom that being an employed person gives you, and for the pride that goes into the kind of work that you're doing. And I've done different kinds of work and maintained my pride in that work. You can be a ditch digger or a berry picker, but be the best damn one out there. And I started out picking berries and, and uh, cleaning urinals and stacking library books and mowing lawns and shoveling sidewalks when, you know, I was 10 years old or younger. And I was proud of every job I did. And that's a work ethic that gets embedded in you that you, you don't want to be unemployed, you certainly don't want to be on welfare, that you actually feel badly if you miss a day of work. Now we want to give unemployed people vacations and um, pay for all the sick days. Do you have any idea how irresponsible so many Americans are that if they if employers are forced to pay people for being sick, that people will make sure they're sick for months on end? just so they can get a free check and go gambling or, or go to the races or um, go out drinking or go buy some marijuana or whatever they're going to do with that money. And it comes out of taxpayers' money. And according to Obama, I mean, I guess people who make over $50,000 a year are pretty rich, and they need to be sharing all of this money with everybody else, spreading it around as much as possible. And that's what we have done since he got elected is spread the wealth around. Is it true that people like Goldman Sachs or companies like Goldman Sachs and the CEOs involved are um, taking advantage of and exploiting the capitalist system? Yes. I was a, uh, I had my Series 7 and 24 and 63. I was a training manager for IDS American Express and then American Express financial planner. Um, I know about the brokerage industry. I know about Wall Street. I lost a lot of people in the towers who were Wall Street people and friends of mine. Uh, at on 9/11, and uh, so I know these things. <clears throat> I know that you can make a lot of money being an investment person, um, regardless of where you start, even <laughs> because people have money to invest. They have pension plans, and they have all kinds of things you can roll over and make your commissions on. And insurance people do the same thing. They make a lot of money off your insurance. Every time, every time you change insurance policies, somebody's making a, bu a big buck. Uh, every time you add to that insurance policy, they're making big bucks. Um, should they? It's not easy to get those licenses, let me tell you that. It's a lot of work to get your Series 24 and your Series 7. The tests are hard. And the marketing involved in trying to get people to become 
your clients and your clientele is a lot of hard work and a lot of expense. So let's say that you've invested whatever number of hours and dollars into becoming a certified financial planner, which could take you four to six years. That's on top of having your college education. It's taken you 10 years to be a good one. And now you're marketing and you're building your clientele and you don't have, you have 10 clients. Um, five years later, you've got 200 clients and now you're making 150 or $200,000 a year. Do you deserve that? I absolutely think so. You've worked hard. You've worked 20 years of your life to make that kind of money. <clears throat> Obama, and I won't call him president and I won't call him mister because he doesn't have the class for either one doesn't think that you deserve to make that kind of money. After all, you've made too much money already, he thinks. And uh, is it his right to tell you how much money you should make? Or anybody should make? You know, go to the History Channel this week or this month, or even go and purchase this set. Go, go look at the history, America, the history of us, which is the U.S. And watch what the people of this country went through and believed so that we could have the independence that we have. You know, they came here from everywhere and they they struggled through all kinds of things and died. Um, but they had the British who occupied the cities and taxed everything and wanted to be in charge. They had the king. Well, what we have in Washington now is basically the same thing. The king and parliament telling us what we're going to do and how much we're going to do it, how much we're not going to do it, what they're going to take, how much they're going to tax us to do what they want to do. Um, we They had militia then who went after the British troops. Well, we may need the militia again to go after Obama's troops. And I see it coming. I mean, I, 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 you know, the Tea Partiers are mostly 40, 50, 60 years old people with their kids, grandkids, or nieces and nephews who know that the company, the country's going in the wrong direction and are trying to voice their opinions because they understood that through the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence that the way the people voice their opinions is, is they try, they call, they write, they fax. They um, they go to town hall meetings, they go to meetings with their representatives, and they say, look, we don't agree with the direction of the country. You have to change this. We elected you to do that. And when their representatives don't listen, they know that they have the right to assemble and to approach their representatives or the White House, Congress as a whole, with their complaints, and they expect those to be answered. So that's what happened. People went to Washington. People went to their, their senators and congressmen, and they were ignored. And so more people came. And then they were, they were put down. They were called names. They were accused of all kinds of things. And so more people came. Well, this is historical. It's just we have more people here. You know, the British tried to make the, the, uh, make out the colonists as being wackos and, and scallywags and no good and dirty people. And, but they wanted to tax everything that they did. They taxed, you know, tobacco first actually was one of the first things that got taxed in uh, Virginia because the British made it a law that you couldn't, you couldn't um, sell tobacco seeds to anyone. Well, somebody got a hold of tobacco seeds and started growing tobacco, and next thing you know, they've got a huge tobacco settlement going on, and the British want to make sure that they tax it. 
Um, and then they taxed tea, and they taxed food, and they taxed clothes, and they taxed more seed, and they kept taxing and taxing. And if people didn't pay their taxes or they acted like they weren't going to, they sent in troops. Um, did you see what happened at the um, the speech or rally or whatever it was in Ohio last week? Obama was there, and because the Tea Partiers were out there in protest, he sent in the SWAT team. That was fairly hysterical, because it's funny, I mean, to watch. There's a whole video of it up on YouTube if you have access to the, to the Internet. But to watch these SWAT, the SWAT team marching <laughs> down the streets and the Tea Partiers talking to the cops, well, do you want us on the sidewalk? Okay, we'll be on the sidewalk, no problem, da 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 well, the Tea Partiers don't do anything. They just, you know, they they voice their opinions. They don't throw rocks. They don't throw tomatoes. They don't um, tip over cars or start fires or any of that kind of thing. But the SWAT team is there. Now, you have the anti-immigration demonstrators on May 1st on all kinds of cities, including Washington, D.C., who are absolutely violent in the way that they're carrying on and fighting each other across the streets, etc., throwing <laughs> rocks and signs and and swearing and, and threatening and chaining themselves to this, that, or the other. And do you see a SWAT team? No. No, that's okay to do because that's on Obama's agenda. You know, he wants 12 million illegal immigrants to have amnesty so that they'll vote Democratic. Now let's add some more votes to the Democratic Party. Let's give Puerto Rico the opportunity to become a state. Well, every six or ten years or so, Puerto Rico is asked if they want to become a state. And the people say no. Because they already get free health care and all, they don't have to pay taxes. They get all kinds of benefits from being a territory rather than a state. Um, and so they say no. And they're, they're usually given five or six options. You know, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? And it ends up they just want to stay where they are. They want the status quo. Well, Congress now wants to make sure that, that Democrats stay in power for the next 40 to 80 years. And they have to make sure that they have voters that will uh, enable that to happen. So not only did Obama go on television and, and uh, on iPods everywhere saying, I need you to help out in 2010, I need the women, Latinas, um, Mexicans, black people, and young people, my constituents, to come and help me help uh, Democrats get reelected to Congress. Forget about white women, white men, or anybody in between. <laughs> wherever that is this is the person who was supposed to uh, uh, pull the country together who is now has it more divided than ever I think since the Civil War but anyway so he's asking for those constituents now he has to make sure he has more because we're not sure that all those women and Latinas, you know, those women especially, they're not, they may not think he's such a hunk anymore. He's, I bet you he takes his shirt off by, oh, August or so, try to get people excited again so that they'll go vote for him. Because actually that's what we vote for, huh? But anyway, um, so Puerto Rico is now, instead of given six options, they're given two. Do you want to become a state of the United States of America or do you want us to cut off all of the benefits that you have? Where, what do you think people are going to vote for? Oh boy, we want to be a state because we don't want to lose our benefits, our freebies. So they're going to become a state when they vote. And when they do, they will get 
six representatives in Congress and two senators who will forever be indebted to the Democratic Party who gave them statehood and didn't take away their freebies. Um, this is how they do things, and this is how they manipulate the election. So it looks legal, doesn't it? Leslie, we add two senators and six representatives and eight million people to the to the 12 or 15 million illegals, and that's 23 million votes right there. That's enough to carry an election, no problem. Even if half the women decide he's not a hunk anymore, um, the elections will still fall in the Democratic hands. The Democrats have been exploiting and capitalizing on race since, since well, I don't know, since Teddy Roosevelt probably. Um, we've had many presidents who were Democrats who were the worst racist pigs out there, who made sure that there was segregation and made sure that um, that black people lost their lands. But, that, but for some reason, blacks don't remember that. You know, they remember Lincoln freeing the slaves. Well, Lincoln was a Republican. Get it through your heads. You're being used because they think you're stupid, because they're racist, because black people are stupid. So if they're stupid and they're lazy, let's capitalize on that. Let's make sure that we play up the stereotypes of what a black person is, that they want free things. They want to sit around. They want to get free health care and, and um, be on unemployment for two and a half years, and, and, and the poor things can't get an education because they can't afford it, so let's give it to them for free, and they'll be good Americans. No, they won't. They might be good voters. They might run out there and make sure that they bow down to Obama no matter what. He's a great man. He has enabled me, a black person, to be as lazy as I want to be because he believes we are. And he's enabled me, a black person, to get as many freebies as I can get because that's what black people want. This is the kind of man you have as leaders. This is what you want. Then you've got Al Sharpton running down Arizona. Arizona, I'll tell you what, Governor Jan Brewer, you are on my hero list. Because at least you have the guts to step forward and say, I've asked the United States government for help on the one thing that they're supposed to take care of, which is our borders. And that's the one thing they don't take care of, is our borders. The President of the United States has one job, to protect this country. Not to run automobile manufacturing plants. Not to decide what our kids eat or if they get toys. Not to determine who gets paid what, when, and where. But to protect our borders. And not, and Bush didn't do it. And Obama's worse. Napolitano sent all of the troops that were on the border, and we didn't have that many, up to the northern border, Canada. That's a hot spot up there. She did that months ago. And says that our southern borders are as secure as they've ever been. Um, Tell that to all the sheriffs and the deputies who are getting shot at, killed. Tell that to the families who have to board up their windows who live in Texas or Arizona or New Mexico and are afraid of the cartels coming over and stealing their children and chopping off the heads of their little girls. Tell that to them. And then let me hear, you know, all of you who are saying, well, let's boycott Arizona because they're profiling. Put them in your house. Go ahead. Open up your house and say, all of you from Mexico who want to come over here illegally, whether you're a drug cartel leader or a killer or a kidnapper or just somebody who wants to work here and doesn't have the papers or the guts to go through it legally, come to my house and live with my kids. Come on. Let me see you do it. Even the sanctuary cities like San Francisco won't take them, but they'll go and protest. And we've got Guterres, the senator, the congressman, whatever he is, 
getting arrested this weekend because he was going to sit there until the immigration bill is signed. Well, <clears throat> Guterres, you know what? Number one, you're going to get voted out. And number two, I'd like to see you bring everybody to your house. Let them live with your family. Let them bring in their AK-47s that shot that deputy this uh, two days ago and uh, and threaten your children and threaten your livelihood. So you can't walk down the street or drive your car to work. Let's see you do that. Nobody here in this country has a problem with immigration. That's how we were built. We were built with immigrants. My parents, on my father's side, my grandparents were immigrants. But they came here legally. They knew that they had to go through Ellis Island then, which closed in 1954. And when that uh, museum opens up in 2011, you should go to it and relearn what people had to do and how people became citizens, what they believed in their heart before they became citizens, that they worked to become citizens. Some of them probably slipped through the cracks and they were illegal, that's true. We have illegal Irishmen and Italians and Canadians and Germans, all kinds of people everywhere. But we don't have an influx of 12,000 a day coming through the corridors of a southern border. From, 19, from 1872 to 1954, we had 12 million come through Ellis Island. From 2004 to today, we've had 12 million come through Arizona, New Mexico, and California. That's a big difference, isn't it? And the ones that came through Ellis Island came through legally. Oh, they just want to come here to work. Well, get a worker's card come through legally, come through checkpoints. What's the answer to the border problem? The answer is, first of all, secure the border. Stop the influx of all of the drug cartels coming through. And that means putting troops on the border. That's what you do. Not army troops. National Guard. Okay, that's what they're there for. The National Guard. That's what we have them for. They are the guard of our national borders. We have posse comitatus, so we don't put uh, Marines on the border. We put National Guard. You send eight to twelve or fifteen thousand troops down there on those borders, and you secure the border, and then you set up checkpoints. Those of you who are coming in to work legally, you come in to work legally, get your card, no problem. Those of you who are coming in with AK-47s, you're either going to go to jail or die. You're not coming in. Those of you who are here illegally already, you're probably out there being the ones protesting. Because you don't know what's going to happen now. How are you going to send your money home? What you need to do if you're illegal, you need to pay a fine, pay your taxes, get your green card or your gray card, whatever it's going to be, and stop running. Then you could be here legally and you could work here legally. But to work here legally, you need to take responsibility for being here. This is not a hard thing. This isn't difficult. And if Obama wanted to stop what was happening right now, if he wanted to stop all of these, these, these demonstrations and people getting hurt, he would just send the troops down the borders right now. Not to arrest anybody in Arizona, but to stop anybody from coming over the Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, California borders who aren't supposed to be there. That's easy. But, well, no, we're going to politicize this one. We're going to make sure we have a summer of discontent and chaos and, and probably death. Because we have to make sure we have the votes for November. You know, Americans are basically lazy now. I don't care if you're black, white, or yellow, or green, or red. We want everybody to take care of us. Everybody to do the work. 
Um, I got knocked off a lot of places this week because of viruses, etc., where people are trying to destroy my voice. But I won't let them. I won't stop. I won't give up. No matter what. Come after me. I don't care. I'm an American. I was born American. I live as an American. I will die as an American. And I will give my life for America. But I won't give it alone. I'm not going to go out there like some suicidal maniac and say, you know, go ahead and shoot me. And if it means nothing to anybody, that's great. At least I'm dead. I will stand with others who believe that we are going in the wrong direction. That we are no longer a limited government republic. And I will fight. And I will fight to the death if I have to. I'm willing to do that because I'm an American. I'm not lazy. I remember the Declaration of Independence. And yes, the Declaration of Independence, all men are created equal. And they are given by their creators certain inalienable rights, which means those rights cannot be taken away. So if you're black or white or yellow or red, gay or straight, a Protestant, a Catholic, an atheist, a non-believer of any kind, a Christian, you are allowed to be here and to practice as an individual those things which do not hurt anyone else. But you are free to practice on your own. So I believe in the Declaration of Independence. I don't believe in the Republican or the Democratic Party rhetoric that takes those documents and turns them into political statements. For those of you who are anti-this and anti-that, I don't care, anti-abortion, anti-gay, anti-life, anti-this, those are all rhetorical, chaotic, negative, hateful statements. According to the Declaration of Independence, every individual in this country is allowed, if they are citizens, to be whoever they are with certain inalienable rights, those rights being life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What the Bill of Rights or the and the Constitution give us are the rules to obtain life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And to keep government from stopping us from doing that and to put holds on government if they try to overreach. Otherwise, all the other stuff, you know... I don't, I want all gays to be killed. I've heard this from Republicans. Republicans. All gay people should be killed. Well, my cousin's gay. So you're not going to kill my cousin. And I only believe in pro, super pro-life candidates that from the minute that any baby is thought of, that is a life and therefore you can't take it away. Well, I'll tell you what. If my little girl, when she was young, well, even now, if she was raped by some, <laughs> some, uh, Oh, Islamic jihadist, uh, and they 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 just failed to cut off her head afterwards, and she was free. She didn't want that baby. She's very very welcome, and I will help her get rid of it because it was done out of anger, and it was done out of hatred. This is not life. This is not this is not the way we're supposed to look at things. And government should not be involved in it. This is a personal, individual choice. Now, when you cross the line and you, and you go past the Ten Commandments or the Ten Rules of Life, you kill, you steal, you lie, now you've made a choice against God. Because those are God's rules. He said, don't steal, don't cheat, don't covet, don't lie, don't murder. 
Now you cross that line. Now you deserve to be punished. But all these other lines that people draw in the sand from the parties, I disagree with. We follow the Ten Commandments. We know that we were endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, which means we believe in God in this country. I believe there was divine intervention, and it was a divine plan to have this experiment called America the Republic, a democratic republic, not a democracy, a democratic republic. Okay? I believe that that, that was all there, that the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, are, 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 are sacred forms of government, not the nine million pages of laws and baloney that come out of Washington, but those sacred documents. Those are it. Limited government, very limited government, with specific jobs are given to Congress and to the President and the Vice President and the Speaker of the House and the Secretary of State. These are specific jobs to protect us. Basically, just to protect us. Nothing else. When you have a government that is overstepping its bounds, you have tyranny. And if you are afraid of your government, you will have tyranny. So step up and quit being afraid, quit being lazy. We have so many things that are going on behind our backs that pretty soon it will be too late. And then you're going to sit there and say, but why didn't anybody tell me? What were you, what were you doing? You're on Facebook playing Farmville. You're playing video games. You're out at the baseball games and you're not interested because it's summer now. When it's gone, when the republic is gone, I don't know how many Thomas Jefferson's, Ben Franklin's, John and Samuel Adams, uh, Paul Revere's, and George Washington's you're going to find. Because they just might not step up to the plate. I don't know how many Doolittles or Hap Arnold's you're going to find, like there was after Pearl Harbor. Because nobody appreciated them then. And nobody looks for them now. So when the time comes when you need those kinds of rebels, those kinds of uh, activists, where are they going to be? <sighs> okay, well, uh, go to earthwalk-usa.com. Spread the word. We have a lot of other things going on, too, as far as uh, health things go. Um you know, it's very hard these days to, to be able to afford to pay for alternative health therapies. It just is just as hard as it is to find regular health therapies. So, of course, we always push preventive health and tell people to do the basic seven steps that are in book one of Forget the Cures, Find the Cause. To get book two and learn about what to do from before you have a child all the way to your own death. Um, to take care of yourself and use preventive alternative medicine, preventive ways of staying well. We also have, uh, if you go to um, earthwalk.ciaura, C-I-E-A-U-R-A, especially, you know, Americans aren't going to listen to this, but you people over in um, in China and, and uh, Japan and Australia, the Mideast, in, in Europe, Go to go to earthwalk dot c i e a u r a c aura. You know what the aura is? It's the energy that surrounds your body. And check out the um, the new technology. It's three thousand years of science embedded in a holographic chip. 
each different chip being very specifically formulated with over 240 homeograph homeopathic uh, uh, formulas targeting specific energy areas of your body. For instance, if you have chronic pain, arthritis or a backache or migraines, um, muscle aches, knee problems, joint problems, or your dog does, or your child does. You take one of these little holographic chips that are probably about the size of a nickel, not even a quarter, and you can barely see them. I mean, they're transparent, um, except for the the holograph that's in them. And just stick it on a, a uh, uh, acupuncture point, or any point. Doesn't, you don't have to know acupuncture to do this. But uh, stick it in the middle of your back. Stick it um, on your temple. Stick it on the outside of your knee, on the inside of your ankle. Um, and your pain within, for most people, it's within minutes, but for sure, within two to three days, you won't have pain anymore. Oh, how does that work? Isn't that magic? No, it's not magic. Now, you see, there's another one that's for restful sleep. If you have trouble sleeping, you snore a lot, you're restless, you toss and turn, you wake up tired. Take one of these chips for restful sleep and put it, just stick it. It's a little transparent thing. It looks like, uh, I don't even know what it looks like. It's just a little disc. It's circular or square or triangular. You can see through it and it sticks. And stick it on your temple. When you when you go to bed, take it off when you get up in the morning. By the second or third night, you'll have slept through the night or your child will. Um, if you're looking for energy, we have lots of pro athletes out there who are using these now and who actually have become part of this company. Um, you put a an energy chip on your two energy points near your chest on your chest and the upper part of your chest on each side, and you'll have more stamina, more energy, more reserves for running the marathon or jogging or the day that you have to stay home and take care of all the kids, or or the extra work that you have to do, or the two jobs that you had to get if you're the kind that works and doesn't just take freebies from everybody else. So you can use the energy. You can just pass these out to people. They're not expensive, see? They're, they're, uh, you get 18 of these chips for $39.95. And you can pass them out and say, look, you got a pain? Stick this on. I'll call you tomorrow. Let me know how you feel. So if you want to build a business out of that, you can too. But just go to earthwalkusa.com and check it out. Otherwise, go to earthwalk-usa.com and check out the rest of our website. And spread the word. We have serious problems in the United States. We have serious problems in the world. We have an oil slick now coming up to my Gulf Coast in my country. And do I blame everybody? No. I think that the United States at large is at fault because we did not and do not have a regulation that says you have to have a safety cap on these wells. Every place else does. So a lot of companies want to come and drill here because you don't have to put the safety cap on. And BP did not put the safety. It's not Halliburton like you're going to hear from Huffington Post. BP didn't put the safety cap on because it's cheaper. So they're going to pay, and they're going to pay through the nose, and they know it. But the problem is that the whole Gulf Coast is going to pay because of people being lazy and cheap. Lazy and cheap. Uh, see, they got a freebie. BP got a freebie. They could drill without a safety cap. That's a freebie from the United States government. Um, it's going to affect the fishing industry, the wetlands, the population, the tourism, the whole 
uh, economy of Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and the Pensacola Panhandle for sure. Four, five, six hundred thousand jobs. Who cares, right? Not me. Well, a lot of people come to the white shores down here where I live. Gulf Shores, um, sandy beaches of Gulf Shores, uh, Fairhope, Alabama, which is a, a place for artists and writers. It's called Fairhope for a reason. Um, they go down to Biloxi and Gulfport to the, the casinos that just rebuilt after Hurricane Katrina. They go to the beaches. Louisiana, of course, is New Orleans is a place all by itself. A city and a state that it's like its own country, just like Texas is. Um, so it's going to be affected. And why did it take? It was April 20th that this thing exploded. It is May 3rd when the president is visiting. You count the days and tell me why it took so long. Of course, he was busy. He was in Asheville on vacation. And uh, he had to go to the correspondence dinner, of course, and make jokes about Fox News and Sarah Palin. And um, let's see, we had to have a meeting with... Uh, Muslims, Muslim entrepreneurs, to figure out how they're going to take over the businesses of America. And um, let's see, we had to go campaign for some Democrats. And, you know, I guess he was busy. Um, get, get active, people. The country's going away if you don't get active. And I think I'm going to run out of battery, so I'm going to end. This is Raina G. Please spread the word. Let people know. Send them an email link. Go down on, uh, when you go to earthwalk-usa.com, click on the podcast and then click on the picture because there are 139 podcasts on different subjects. Where's God, for instance? How do you talk to God? Bug bites, Lyme disease. Um, the secret, not the secret that, that everybody knows, but the secret from my perspective. Uh, politics, Obama's deception. You you can name it. You name it. It's on there. Okay? Spread the word. We're on iTunes. We're all over the place. This is Raina G. Thanks for listening.